Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. So we're going to go over digestion and liver disorders, and we're going to cover this in greater detail this coming Thursday at the apprenticeship um, hour. We do that once once a month. So the censored portion, because there's certain medical procedures that are um, there's no liability, they're forced on the public, and they're not tested really well that have a negative impact on uh, liver function and liver disorders and certain diseases. So those we can't talk about on this site, but we can talk about it on the Dr. B VIP. And also Extreme Health Academy. I'm going to be on there this coming weekend for a two-hour webinar. So if you want to get online, uh, I'll see you there, Extreme Health Academy. And you can still get two weeks for free just by typing in uh, Bergman 14. Now, so let's look at cholesterol. Number one thing, uh, cholesterol is elevated if there's tissue damage or for hormone production. Uh, The Mediterranean diet and exercise show more benefit than statin drugs. High stress requires high cholesterol, not the other way around. Low cholesterol levels are associated with higher rates of stroke cancers and dementia. That's right, low cholesterol levels are. And reducing bread, pasta, sugars, alcohol, and processed foods helps your body, even though those don't have cholesterol in it, um, it it causes less damage to the system. Now, Linus Pauling came up to remove the placking from the arteries with a combination of 3 to 5 grams of vitamin C a day and 2 grams of lysine a day. I mean, amazing. You mean you could literally clean your arteries? Yeah. So realize that there's two different types of protein carriers, or actually a couple of different types, only one type of cholesterol. That's right. Some will call it high-density lipoprotein. And that's a cholesterol that brings uh, cholesterol back to the liver for storage. And the LDL, which ignorant doctors will call bad, literally brings cholesterol to the site of tissue damage or injury or its elevated tissue production. Now, 25%, one in four of Americans over 55 are on a cholesterol-lowering drug. And and it's interesting because let's look at this, okay? You have uh, the difference between cholesterol and triglycerides. Triglycerides and cholesterol are two totally different lipids. Um, that circulate in the blood. Triglycerides, they used, uh, it stores unused calories and provides your body with energy. Now, triglycerides uh, are the form in which most fats are in the body. And this, triglycerides go up if you're increasing uh, excess calories. Um, Triglycerides, half of all the U.S. adults have borderline or high triglyceride levels. So it means that we're taking in more calories than we need to, than than we burn up. Now, there's a couple of different types. Um, HDL, which means high-density lipoprotein. LDL is low-density. There's intermediate-density. There's very low-density. Now, VLDL um, is its density is relative to extracellular water. So it's uh, it's a type of lipoprotein made by the uh, liver. Now it's converted in the bloodstream to LDL and intermediate the uh, density lipoprotein IDL. Now it's just to get over all of this. Why do triglycerides matter? Okay, let's just boil it down. 
Well, triglycerides um, are a side effect of taking certain medications. Like if you're taking high blood pressure medications like diuretics or estrogen, progesterone, um, birth control pills, steroids, beta blockers, immune suppressants, all of these elevate uh, triglycerides. Now, triglycerides can damage the arteries' arterial wall. I know. Isn't that interesting? So you're going to take a diuretic um, that's supposed to be to help you protect you from blood, high blood pressure, but it actually increases the risk of stroke by elevating triglycerides. I know. It doesn't make sense, does it? Now, it's interesting. They did the DASH approach, the DASH diet, dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And this is a diet fruits, vegetables, low-fat dairy. Well, they also tried doing a high-fat DASH diet, okay, and this is HF-DASH. Now, it turned out that the high-fat, not the low-fat, they substituted full-fat The high fat uh, not only lower blood pressure, but it also helped with tr plasma triglycerides. And interesting, so it literally helped the body get better. So it turns out that healthy fats are important. Now, LDL is a low-density lipoprotein. It's a protein who has a job uh, to carry a chemical to every cell in the body. Now, this chemical, and this cholesterol, Okay, makes bile to break down the fats, is critical component in all cell membranes. It's an antioxidant for the brain, coats your skin. Uh, this is where literally you manufacture vitamin D, cortisol, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone come from this cholesterol. Uh, I mean, if you really understood this, you would not want him to be raising triglycerides and lowering LDL. Um, here's, here's one out of the Journal of Neurology, 2014. Increasing LDL uh, cholesterol tended to be associated with a decreased frequency and severity disease. And isn't that something? So we're talking 25% of all strokes, which is cerebral small vessel disease. If you increase LDL, supposedly the bad cholesterol, this helps. Now, in seeing triglycerides, but not other little cerebral small vessel disease. So it's interesting. So if you take in too many carbohydrates, um, you get uh, a triglyceride formation that damages the arteries, and it increases risk of stroke. Now, um, it's interesting that there is a big correlation between LDL and triglycerides. Um, now, higher LDLs are associated with less risk of brain changes. Triglycerides reflect the amount of blood sugar and amount of sugar and carbohydrates in the diet, not the amount of fat a person consumes. Isn't that interesting? So triglycerides go up based on uh, the diet, not necessarily the fats. Um, I, I encourage you to look up Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson on the Staten Wars because it looks like Lipitor not only is the most profitable drug in history, it's the first drug to cross the $10 billion in sales mark for a year. Now, it's also linked to um, brain issues, memory problems, muscle problems, type 2 diabetes, a bunch. 
so this it is not a good drug. Uh, here's another one out of Open um, Journal of Endocrine and Metabolic Disorders. Uh, the title of the article is The Ugly Side of Statins, Systemic Appraisal of the Contemporary Unknown Unknowns. Now, this is out of 2013, but let's, let me read this quote. Um, However, naive, indiscriminate acceptance of the novel mainstream theories, therapies, is not always advisable, and prudence is required when unearthing harmful, covert side effects. This is a categorical lack of clinical evidence to support the use of statin therapy in primary prevention. Quote, furthermore, statins are associated with a triple the risk of coronary artery and aortic calcification. Isn't that interesting? You know, and here's one, British Medical Journal, open. Um, title of the article, lack of an association or inverse association between low-density lipoprotein and cholesterol and mortality in the elderly. Okay, what they go on to say is there's an inverse association with mortality in most people over 60 if you have high LDLC. So it turns out that if you have elevations in low-density lipoprotein, uh, you live longer. There's less people dying. Since elder people with high LDL cholesterol live as longer and longer than those with low LDL, our analysis provides reason uh, to question the validity of the cholesterol hypothesis. I'm, I'm total agreement. Okay, here's the World Journal of Cardiology. Um, we conclude that expectation that um, coronary heart disease uh, could be prevented or eliminated by simply reducing cholesterol appears to be unfounded. On the contrary, we acknowledge that inconsistencies in the cholesterol theory and recognize the proven benefits of a healthy lifestyle incorporating Mediterranean diet to prevent uh, congestive heart failure. Um, And the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued warnings regarding increased risk of diabetes and decreased risk of cognition with statins. Uh, it's it, it, we're nearing the end of the statin um, the statin wars. So now here again, World Journal of Cardiology. The early statin trials reported significant mortality benefits, except. Um, some questions have been raised. One, premature trial terminations, underreporting of adverse numbers, high numbers of patient loss to follow-up, and oversights by the pharmaceutical sponsor. It's interesting, statin trials conducted after 2005, so that's, you know, 17, 18 years, have failed to demonstrate a mortality benefit. Uh, we have to get, okay, if you're not, not aware that the pharmaceutical Uh, the TV programs you're watching. It is absolutely horrific what they're doing to our population. And this cholesterol lie, okay, has been perpetuated by doctors, I mean, really well-educated people. Uh, But let's look at this other article, okay? Expert Review in Clinical Pharmacology. Statins stimulate atherosclerosis. So looking at this, you actually get a chance to find out if
um, the statin drugs are helpful or harmful. And so this is going to be ideal. Now, they, this article goes on to state, quote, thus the epidemic of heart failure and atherosclerosis that plagues the modern world may be paradoxically be aggravated by the pervasive use of statin drugs. We propose that current statin treatment guidelines be reevaluated. So very exciting stuff. Uh, uh, clinical cardiology, 2009, statin therapy associated with decreased heart function, heart muscle function. Um, statin use, this, the Journal of Atherosclerosis, 2012, statin use associated with increased uh, prevalence and extent of coronary plaquings. Um, Cholesterol-lowering medications, increased risk of stroke. Could statins increase the risk of a second stroke in patients outweighing any um, other heart benefits from the drug? I mean, British Medical Journal. Uh, Low cholesterol levels are associated with decreased survival from an ischemic stroke. Uh, so if you're understanding that cholesterol is very, very important, um, it's one of the most important things that your body can make. So let's look at the liver. So when you're talking about liver function, it's part of the digestive tract, but it's also, it's, um, it's like a giant enzyme factory. So everything that you eat, Okay, your food, nutrients, everything goes through this portal vein. It actually goes in the stomach, into the intestinal tract, and along all the intestinal tract are these veins that drain anything in that intestinal tract through to the liver. And as the food leaves the stomach, it's very acidic, very low pH. As that pH rises, there's different substances absorbed into the system. Now, what the liver does, it filters and processes that nutrient-rich blood. It regulates composition of the blood, um, breaks down the nutrients, stores nutrients, removes toxins from the blood, makes blood clotting proteins, and produces cholesterol. I mean, great functions. It's a heck of an organ. Um, now, when you look at gallbladder, what the bile is produced is a byproduct of um, resorbing, breaking down the red blood cells. And bile also increased absorption of the fats and the fat-soluble vitamins, like vitamin E, D, E, K, um, very, very important. Now, um, if you look at gallstones, gallstones are actually uh, concentrated stress hormones. Uh, we did a study back in the mid-'90s okay, at Cleveland Chiropractic uh, looking at cardiac arrhythmias and heart palpitations um, in chiropractic care. Well, when we looked at this, there was another doctor doing a study on on gallstones and stress. Turns out that gallstones are formed from epinephrine, norepinephrine, or adrenaline, noradrenaline. So they're actually stress hormones. So looking to see what those stress hormones um, they're excreted by the adrenal glands. They're used all throughout the body. And then they're absorbed back in or stored in the right liver in order for the body to be ready. And then they're excreted into the environment. And they get in the bloodstream, and that's why they go to the spleen. Spleen passes off those hormones and old used-up red blood cells back to the liver. And then that's where we get the... Um, the bile from or the gallstones. 
Now, everything that you eat has to go through that liver. And it's called a porticable system. So it just realize that if you put that pill, that acetaminophen, that Tylenol, Okay, in your in your mouth, it goes through your intestinal tract, and it has to be filtered through that um, the these veins into that liver, and so the liver is like a major major toxic source of the entire system. And then one of the most important organs you got is the spleen, and the spleen also dumps into that liver. Now every red blood cell goes through the spleen, and if the spleen deems it not viable because red blood cells only last 120 days, then the spleen is going to send it off to the liver to be broken down into bile to start absorbing fats. Now, symptoms of liver disease, you're looking at weakness, fatigue, weight loss, abdominal pain, jaundice, I mean, a lot of things, right-sided problems. Now, some of the um, liver disorders we're going to cover like cirrhosis, okay, hepatitis A, B, C, D, and E. Um, we can't go into that one a whole bunch because there's certain injectable medical procedures that are contributing factors to that. Then they have no liability, but there is a huge amount of censorship on it. Um, and we'll do that tonight in the, the um, censored version. Epstein-Barr virus, iron overload, cancer, alcoholic fatty liver disease, and the most popular one now is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And these are um, usually from high fructose corn syrup. So it's exposure to excess calories causing an increase of triglycerides causing the body to not function correctly. So... Now, liver disease stats, you're looking at 1 in 10 Americans have it. In the world, um, you're looking at almost a million deaths every year. So the liver is really taking some heat. Now, the, the main concern to the liver, fatty liver, we're going to go over in liver damage. And that's going to be mainly from medications and toxic people. Now, fatty liver, okay, is a buildup of fat cells in the liver and people that generally don't drink alcohol. It's associated with obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure. The fat cells actually become sticky and bloat up with excessive amounts of fats. Massive cellular dive leads to increased uric acid levels, and this causes the cells to burn up the energy, leading to cell shock and increased cell death. Now, Alcoholic and non-alcoholic uh, fatty liver. Alcoholic consumption is the leading cause of fatty liver disease, 25 to 30% of the population. Um, Non-alcohol fatty liver disease is on the rise almost every year, and it occurs mainly in heavyset, obese people. Non-alcoholic now affects one in four Americans, uh, researchers say that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease will hit 50% of Americans by 2030. That means we are an over-drugged, sick nation. Now, children are developing non-alcoholic fatty liver disease at alarming rates. It's nuts. Okay, uh, you're looking at 74% of Chinese children are developing it. So we know that they're not eating healthy food. 
Now, fructose, high fructose corn syrup is the number one source of calories in all of America. Now, glucose can be broken down by almost every cell. Fructose can only be metabolized by the liver. So fructose ends up damaging your liver in the same way alcohol and other toxins do. Um, just know that um, both serve as substrates for converting dietary carbohydrates into fat. Now, this promotes insulin resistance, dyslipidemia, and fatty liver. Um, formation of the superoxidized free radicals that can result in a liver inflammation. Now, similar to acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde, and this was the precursor to what um, uh, uh, acetaminophen is. And it was uh, sold out of the back of covered wagons just about. And this was, they took it off the market because it was causing so much damage. But it actually, (laughs) they found out that the metabolite of this poison uh, was Tylenol, or the acetaminophen. And so that's become one of the most popular drugs ever. Now, fructose is only harmful when you consume it in excess. Um, it, it's interesting. Fructose is a chronic dose-dependent liver toxin. Just like alcohol, fructose is metabolized directly into the cell. Now, fructose in the liver, 100% of the metabolic burden rests on your liver. Uh, consuming large amounts of high-fructose corn syrup <coughs> almost guarantees that you're going to get um, the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now, fructose and fatty liver disease are linked to a boatload of health problems. You're talking kidney damage, uh, gout, type 2 diabetes. This is why um, getting healthy fats and unprocessed foods is literally one of the solutions for gout, uh, breast and pancreatic cancer, obesity. It just makes sense. What you put in your body becomes you. Now, endocrine-disrupting chemicals, and this is the BPA. Um, and this is in almost every plastic bottle. Um, here's one, Sherilyn Walker, Institute of Bioscience and Technology. Even a short exposure to these endocrine disruptors at the wrong time of development has a lifelong effect on the individual. And they're talking about bisphenol A, proven to contribute to fatty liver disease. So obviously, you don't want to take it. Tylenol, deadly, leading cause of acute liver failure. Um, it's, it's not a good thing. Now, so let's go into how to heal the liver. Okay, number one thing. I mean, stop poisoning it. How do you get out of a hole? Stop digging. Okay, so this one, vitamin E is one of the greatest things you can get. It reduces fat buildup in the liver and improves liver function. Um, pow- omega-3s, powerful uh, anti-inflammatory effects, omega-3s, ginger, green tea, resveratrol, and you can get this grape juice or wine, bromelain, fantastic, um, found in pineapple, um, chlorella, spirulina, cayenne cream, powerful pain reliever, and vitamin D. So there's a lot of things you can do to heal the liver. And so, so when you look at it, just understand that that you don't need to be concerned about high cholesterol levels. Your body is self-healing and self-regulating. If you have high LDL, it means that you are, have tissue damage or there is a stress state. If you have 
um, good cholesterol balance, good. If you have bad cholesterol balance, that still means your body is functioning correctly, but it's good be in a stressed state. So have a second guess at your blood test, and you'll notice that it's really your body is responding correctly based on the environment. And this is the key, because what you need, you need proper nerve supply. If you're in a stressed state, that's going to cause the body to elevate cholesterol. You need regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest, and prayer and meditation. You have those keys, then you're going to live long and healthy and fruitful and productive. Um, I'm going to try try to say this. Okay, so um, hepatitis B, okay, is the leading cause of global infectious diseases. Now, this part I'm going to put on the the uncensored site, and that's the site that you have to pay to get into. Um, but when we look at this, hepatitis B virus was associated with 45% of liver cancers and 30% of all deaths. Now, here's the weird one. Uh, the hepatitis B vaccine is recommended within 24 hours of birth. Two to three doses are given after the initial, but and it's approved for women during pregnancy and be, breastfeeding. Now, it's listed on the World Health Organization as essential medicine. Problem is, in the Journal of Apoptosis, which means programmed cell death, quote, we conclude that exposure to low-dose adjuvated hepatitis B vaccine leads to loss of mitochondria integrity, apoptosis-induced in cell death. That is not good. Okay, over 60 detrimental effects of the hepatitis B vaccine. I mean, you're talking, it's crazy. It can alter gene expression, can cause liver inflammation. In fact, hepatitis B vaccinated boys are three times more likely to develop autism. Okay, so we have to understand that if you're going to get take any kind of a drug, and this is any kind of a drug, I mean if it's injected orally or it's on a patch, uh, you have to be the one to decide if this drug is appropriate for you. And if you're just slamming somebody with all sorts of, of stressors that, that they have to get this uh, medical procedure, like the last three years we went through. Uh, if you are getting hit by, you need to do this, you need to do this, really? Um, when did the need for toxic poisonous chemicals um, be so primary in, in our thought process? Um, this is a country that's being taken over by the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, it literally is... Um, uh, controlling our media, controlling our schools, controlling our government. So the only way to break out of it is for our freedom. And Dwight D. Eisenhower said it, um, and here's a quote from his farewell address. Quote, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition and unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only our alert, knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machine of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. 
end of quote. Okay, so we are going to take this world back. Um, but make sure that you start putting the seed with all your friends uh, that these injectables are drugs. And you're giving 72 drugs, doses of these drugs, of 17 different drugs, to our kids by the time they're 18. So we're going to take this world back. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.